Are you ready for the word? Yes. Well, before you, before you get seated, when, when I was a boy and going to church, a young boy, you know, you get to church and they're going to read the word, they, you, you got to stand for the word. Anybody remember those days? Yeah, we're going to do it today, all right? Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to do it. We're going to read the word together. Now, so it's going it's it's to come on the screen and we're going to read together. Are you ready? All right, let's go. John, and, and they said, we're going to read from the Gospels. Anybody remember that? From the Gospel of St. John 15. Let's go. I am the true vine. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as branch. Here in my Father is glorified that ye bear much fruit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your words. Your words are powerful. It is by your words that we're transformed. It is by your word that we're made new. And so today we pray, Lord, that you would just transform us as we hear your words. Help us not only to be hearers of your words, but we'll be doers of your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Give the Lord a hand clap. I am, so, we, we, Pastor James was preaching in Romans for the past three weeks, and I love it. Talks about sanctification, all that stuff, but you can call him the sanctification preacher, the Romans preacher. Now I'm going to preach from the gospel, and as he loved cars, I, I don't, I just drive cars. He, he would tell, I was in the parking lot with him the other day, and, uh, and the Connellys, they are car guys. And they were showing each other the cars and what's, in, what's in the, under the hood and all that stuff. And I just walk away. I said, come on. I just look, I just look at the plants in the, in, the, in, the, in the parking lot and say, they're, they're looking good. They're looking fine. Yeah? So I, I'd rather do with plants than cars. I keep the environment alive. Amen. Go green. <laughs> anyway, yes. I am the true vine. This is a familiar symbol God repeated, repeatedly used as a vine, as a symbol uh, of his people in Hebrews. So the vine is very important. So Jesus was speaking 
previously to his disciples as he taught them publicly, as he normally do. Also, the vine was a golden was a golden vine set as a permanent decoration on the front of the temple, communicating that to it, that the idea that Israel was God's vine. The vine was a symbol also recognized for the Messiah, so it also points to the Messiah. In contrast, Jesus is the true vine. He must be rooted in him, or we must be rooted in him, if we will bear fruit for God. In the new community, our first identity is in Christ himself, not in Israel, and may I say this, not in the church. So a lot of people, you, 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 you look at the church and you say, well, the church is it. No, Jesus is it. Can I say that again? The church is not divine. Jesus, come on, who is divine? Who is divine? Jesus is divine. Don't, don't get that confused because if you get that confused, you, you will totally lose, lose who Jesus is because the church is imperfect. But Jesus is perfect. Oh, let, let's, let's move on. I got, I got some stuff to cover here. Of, of the many pictures of the relationship between God and his people, the vine and the branches and the branch picture emphasize complete dependence and the need for constant connection. The branch depends on the vine even more than the sheep depends on the shepherd or the child depends on the father. As Jesus was about to depart from his disciples, this was an important encouragement. He would remain united to them and they to him truly, as truly as the branches are connected to the vine. So, and Jesus said, and my father is the vine dresser. In the Old Testament, the use of the vine as a picture of Israel, God the Father was also presented as the one who cultivate and manage the vine. God fulfills this role also for the, new, for the believer under the New Testament or the New Covenant. The New Covenant participants also has relationship both with the father and the son with both the vine itself and the vine dresser so our relationship is not only to the vine we also have relationship with the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away the branches that does not are taken away were never properly abiding in the vine, demonstrated by the fact that they did not bear fruit. So if a fruit, if a vine is not properly, if a, if a branch is not properly connected to the vine, it will not bear fruit. 
some theologians suggest that the phrase take away means to lift up. So the idea is that the vine dresser lift up the unproductive. In, in, in the idea is that the father lifts up the unproductive vine off the ground. So, so, so here I have a vine, and you. this is not a great vine, but this is a vine. Does it look like a vine to you? Right, because it grows, right? It grows like that. So the idea here is that this is a vine. And um, as you see, they, they are connected. The leaves, the branches, what we call these branches, right? They are connected. So the vine dresser, he comes and he takes off the things that are dead. Right, this look dead to you? Yeah, if it's dead. Let's see if I can some find some more. Anything that is, oh, this one is, is not connected. It won't go far, right? So the vine dresser comes and he, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on here. And so he, he takes off the dead, the dead wood. And then what, what he also does, he, for those that are hanging low, he lifts it up. Right? He lifts it up. He lifts it up. So, so our, our, okay. I'm a good vine dresser, okay. So he lifts it up. I want, I want, you, I want you to picture that. Keep, that. keep that picture in your mind, all right? So he lifts it up. He doesn't, so in our, in our English language, when we talk about cut off, we, we think about cutting something off. We, we think about separation here. So this is actually separation. So only separation only occurs when the wood, when, when the vine is dead. When the, when the branch, sorry, when the branch is what? Dead. So he comes and he, and he take off those that are, those are, those are dead and he, and he put it aside, okay? So, what, so, so that's what it means. It, you, you, it, but here we're talking about what it means to lift up or cut off is that Jesus lifts the branch up. He lifts it up so that it will become one. Fruitful. And many of us today, we come here needing some lifting up. Because we've been down in the gutter and we've been cast down and we've been pushed down. But let me tell you that God, Jesus want to lift you up. Jesus don't want to condemn you. He want to lift you up. Somebody praise the Lord. The, the other thing that he does, the vine just does, he, he takes, he lifts up, he takes away, and the second thing, he trims away, he cleans. And this word is a compound word, mean to cleanse and to purify. Yeah. Right. Who, who, who does that? God. He, he does the purifying. <laughs> you know, you, I, I've been places where you go to some church, they want to purify you. So some individual, you want to. God does the work. Who does the work? <laughs> you, thought, you thought it was somebody else that does the work. It's God that does the work. God does the cleaning. God does the purifying. God does the cleansing. God does the anointing. Amen. The, the vine dresser cleans up the fruit Bearing the fruit, the vine dresser cleans up the fruit bearing vine so it will bear much fruit. Listen to this point dead wood, 
Deadwood, somebody said Deadwood, is worse than fruitfulness. Fruitlessness. Deadwood is worse than fruitlessness. For deadwood can harbor disease and decay. Now, when you separate, let, let's call this deadwood. It doesn't look like wood, look like deadwood for me right now. So that's your knowledge I want you to paint. Is this is deadwood, all right? Are you, are you with me? The only thing you can do with this is burn it, is bury it, because it's good for nothing. So God removes the deadwood from the church, from his church, and discipline the life of the believer so that it will, so that it, he or she will become fruitful. So let me talk about discipline. You know, you're, you know discipline, chasing, correcting. God does that. Can I say that again? God is the one that does the correcting and, 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 and he disciplines. Now, now, some of us don't like discipline. Some of us hate discipline. I, I don't know about you, but, but I have some kids that don't like discipline. And so was I. When I was growing up, I didn't like discipline. I hated it. But what I found out is that discipline corrects you, makes you better. Are you, are you with me? Now, I, 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 discipline is tough. Listen, listen to this. And if it is be and if it be painful to bleed, it is worse to wither. Better to be pruned than cut to be burned. That's that's powerful right there. Now I, I could drop the mic and go home right now. That's the sermon right now. Okay, all right, see you later. Oh, I need to go further. That's discipline. That's pruning. And it's hard. I'd rather be pruned to grow than be cut to burn. Man, there's no hope right here. Burn. You're already clean because of the word. I've spoken to you. The work of pruning, of cleansing, has already begun in the 11 disciples. Jesus spoken to. They heard and received much of his teaching and were in some sense being cleansed. Or they were already clean because of the word. In saying you are Already clean, Jesus repeated an idea from earlier in the evening that there is an initial cleansing, then a continual cleaning. Anybody here who clean your house once and don't clean it no more, you're in big trouble. You buy your new car and you don't clean it, you just say, oh, it smells so good. I ain't going to clean it. Six months down the road, you better get some detail in that, especially if you have kids. There need to be a continual cleansing 
of the believer. Amen, church? Are you with me, church? The word of God is, clean, is a cleaning agent or cleansing agent. It condemns sin. It inspires holiness. It promotes growth. It reveals a power for victory. Jesus continued to wash his people through the word. Can I say this again? He continues to wash us through the word. The reason why we're here today is not because we want to look fancy. We, we're here today because we want to get better. I'm here today. I could stay home and, and worse than I, I'm, I'm kind of like stuffy right now. I could do with a good sleep again. But I'm here because I want to get better. I'm here because as believers, we got to get sharper and we got to get better at what God wants us to do. Abide in me and I in you. Something is wrong with this clock. God help it. <laughs> Jesus emphasized a mutual relationship. It, 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 is only, it, it is only that the disciples abide in the master. The master also abides in the disciple. You know, you know, some, some people think that Jesus is just an object. Jesus want to fit in you. And he, you must also fit in him. Can I say that again? Jesus is not an object. He is a person that you can have relationship with, that you can grow with, that can change your life, that can change your circumstances. So he want to have relationship with you. It's not a one-way thing. He wants to talk with you. He want to walk with you. He want to help you in your relationship. Mutual, a mutual relationship. It isn't only that this happens in bad. Yeah, I read that already. Sometimes, some things of this, something of this close relationship is described in Solomon chapter 3, chapter 6 and verse 3. I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. The worst thing ever for you to do, if you're a young man and you're in love, is to be in love by yourself and thinking the other person loves you. If it is not reciprocal, change your lane. Find another woman who loves you. Are you with me, somebody? It's the same, what I'm saying is that Jesus, though, is not a one-way relationship. He loves you and you don't love him back. He loves you, so he wants for you to love him and he's going to love you back because you are in relationship with him. Amen, Amen church. Jesus spoke this to his disciples probably as they stood in the upper room and prepared to leave them. He said, the picture is again divine. It's abiding. It's saying when, when our Lord says abide in me, he's talking about the will, about the choices, the decision we make. We must decide to do things which exposes our lives, ourselves to him and keep us in contact with him. This is what it means to be in relationship and in abiding with God. Why do we need to abide? I'm going to do this in faster than the clock. Why do we need to abide? As the branches can't, why do we need to abide? As the branches cannot bear fruit of itself 
unless it abides in the vine. Now, some people say, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to do this all by myself. Good luck. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live this all by myself. It's me, me, myself, and I. Great, good. You need to abide. You need to be attached. Some people say, I'm, I'm going to stay home and do church by myself. God bless you. Last time I did that, I, it was lonely. You need Jesus. Can I say that again? Oh, miracle happened. You need Jesus. Can I say that again? You need who? All right. The, the, The branch. It is impossible for the branch to bear grapes if it isn't connected to the vine. We as disciples can't be true, do true good deeds for God and his kingdom if we do not do not consciously connect ourselves and abide in God. Amen? I am the vine and you are the branches. Are you with me, church? Jesus perhaps spoke of the custom again that the vine, that Israel was the vine. And, and, and the term again was that Israel would be connected to the vine. Now Jesus saying that you need to connect with me. Now, now, when it comes on to church, some, some people think church is a vine. So they give, but let me tell you, if you're given and your giving is not right, and you're not connected to the vine, then I'll say to you, don't give. Because when you're connected to the vine, your giving have more meaning. Can I say that? You know, if you're coming to church and you're not coming, coming to, connect, to be connected to the vine, I'd say stop coming. Because you're coming to the wrong place. We come here to get connected to the vine. Oh, this is, this is, this is. I don't think the team is going to ask me to preach again. Because this is good. Jesus, Jesus is the vine. Your money is not the vine. Your dress is not the vine. Your hairstyle is not the vine. And worse, your shoes is not the vine. Jesus is the vine. Some, 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 some people go far, as far as that. Do you know who you're talking to? No, I don't. I'm not talking to the vine. The vine is Jesus. Who is he? His name is Jesus. And the last time I checked, he died for my sins. The last time I checked, he's my savior. The last time I checked, he's my healer. The last time I checked, he's my deliverer. That's my Jesus. He is the vine. Let the church praise him. I gotta go. Keep going. We, we, brother, you come to church to be connected to the vine, to get nutrients 
from the vine to live better than you came. You came sick. You want to live better, feeling much better, feeling much happier. Even when you know the circumstances at home is bad, you come with a shout because you know that things at home is bad. But God can work miracles because that's the vine. He's a miracle worker. Amen, church? The vine, without me, you can do nothing. It is impossible for you to do anything without Jesus. Amen? It says, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, the, with, if, the, if, if, if this is to be true of the apostles, much more of his opposers. If his friends can do nothing without him, I am sure his foes can do nothing against him. Can I read it again? Can I read it again? That's why we said no weapon that formed against us shall prosper. Because we are connected to the vine. <laughs> Amen, church? Are you with me, somebody? Because you're connected to the vine. No weapon that formed against you shall ever prosper. Because you're connected to the vine. The wind may blow, but you're still connected to the vine. And the vine will keep you. And his name is Jesus. Somebody shout amen. amen. Lastly, if you abide in me, can I say that? If anyone abide, if anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. The dangers of not abiding. The verbs describe progression or progressions, progressions here. For the one who does not abide is cast out. Is what? Cast out. Withered. Two more days you come, it's gone. Gathered, thrown, and burned. Like other parables, the picture used here, Jesus used here, Jesus used here, is not meant to describe any theological system. Yet the progression described is is a sober and significant warning of the danger of not abiding. So I say, who are you connected to? Are you connected to Jesus? Or are you connected to a system? For, for if, you're, if you're connected to a system, that's not abiding. You're abiding in that system. You're abiding in that process. But when you're connected to Jesus, you will grow. Though you're falling, you will grow because his, 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 what he's going to do, when you fall, he's going to come back. And when you're falling down, he's going to lift you up. He's not going to cut you off. He's going to what? Lift you up so that you can grow and you can become more fruitful. So that when you're in dark places, he's going to take you out of those dark places and put you in a place where you can shine, where the sunlight can hit you so you can grow. Amen. Jesus is not about condemning because the Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody said amen. Somebody declare the name of Jesus and somebody shout Jesus.
Finally, God made human being as he made his other creatures to be happy. They are capable of happiness when they are in their elements. And now that Jesus Christ has come to restore the ruins of the fall, he has bring back to us the old joy. Only it shall be even sweeter and deeper than it could have, than it could have ever been. As if we have never lost it. What does he want to do? Restore what was taken from us. Give us what the devil has stolen. Because some of us were walking around in defeat. Yeah, we're not connected to the vine. But, but listen to this. In the natural, in the natural, as you see in the natural, it's impossible for this to happen. It's impossible for this to come back up here and be part of this. Yeah? Am I right? But look at it in the spiritual, in the supernatural. What, what, is God, what does God want to do? In the supernatural. In the supernatural, God want to take this up and put it back here so that it can grow again, so that it can live again. And if you're far away from him, he's saying, I want you back. I love you so much because I want to give you what has been taken from you. I want to restore the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. what God want to do he want to help us in our weakness and if you're far away from him today God want to connect you he want to connect with you he want to get down with you he want to restore you he want to lift you up he want to give you new joy he want to give you new peace he want to give you running shoes he want to cast away the demons he want to cast away the devil he want to give you a new mind he want to give you a fresh start but you got to start somewhere and if you're ready to start with God he is ready to start with you today let the church say amen ready some of you came dry today want to be connected you can be connected you can be renewed you can get that joy you can get that peace I, I, I'm not saying that when you receive Jesus, all the demons are gone. Because tell you the truth, I was good. And some people said, oh, when you, be, when you become a Christian, everything is good. Lie. All the demons come out. Even the neighbor's cat. That's it. He said, oh, I get saved, so everything's going to be all right. No, it's a lie. Can I tell you again? It's a what? It's a lie. Ain't nothing. Things that never used to give you trouble start to give you trouble. 
but one thing I know my hope is in Jesus <laughs> am I right somebody one thing I know that is my hope my joy my strength is in Jesus amen and then I can say again no weapon that form against me shall prosper because God is with me the Lord is my strength he's my strong tower he's my defense he's my keeper he's my deliverer and I say again I will walk in victory I will run and drink victory and though he slay me yet will I trust him somebody say amen